Hey, Connect Church. My name is Pastor Zenzo Matoga from Impact Church in Medford. I am so glad to have this privilege today to preach the Word of God to you. Listen, I love Connect Church. I love Pastor Derek and Pastor Stacy. I love my man, Pastor Devin Fry. I love the leadership of this church, Pastor Jerry and everybody. Connect Church is like a second home to me. I want to take a moment here before I preach the word of God. By the way, you are in for a treat today. I have a word from the Lord for you. I want to start by just saying thank you to your pastor. Pastor Derek, thank you so much for being a big brother to me. Uh, Thank you also for leading well in such a time as this. You've been leading so well. We are all managing this uncharted territory. And your pastor, Pastor Derek, has not only been leading this church well, but he's a pastor to pastors. He's a leader to leaders. Pastor Derek, I celebrate you and I honor you and I thank you so much. Uh, It's been great to pastor in a season like this, in a difficult season like this, because of your help and because of your encouragement. So we love you, Connect Church. And well, I have a word from the Lord for you today. The title of my message today is Leveraging Change. Leveraging Change. Connect, this is a prophetic message that I bring to you today. Now, I know many times when we hear the word prophetic, it sounds spooky, sounds crazy. No, prophetic simply means God has given me a word to help you manage this season, to help bring you peace and hope, and also to bring clarity, to help you understand what's happening in this season. What's up with all this COVID-19 stuff? How do we respond as a church, and how do we respond as a family? How do we respond? What do we do? Uh, This prophetic message is a parallel to what the children of Israel went through. I believe with everything in me. But if you pay attention to this message today, if you take it to heart, that it's going to help you to manage this season. Not only is it going to help you to manage this season, this teaching is also going to help you to be on the cutting edge to be someone who's leading in a season like this and doing great things in the name of Jesus. Come on, I declare over you, Connect Church, that you have come to your best days. We're talking about managing change, leveraging change. We're talking about leveraging change. Like I told you, I believe that what we are going through right now in this COVID-19 season is a parallel to what the children of Israel went through. You know, the children of Israel started off in Egypt. The next stop was the wilderness. And then after that, they went into Canaan, into the promised land. I believe that what we are going through right now is that middle section there. I believe that we are going through our wilderness experience. This is just a wilderness season. Be encouraged, Connect Church. This season is temporary. It is not permanent. Now, many people have been saying this. I can't wait to go back to normal. I can't wait for for life to resume and go back to normal. Now, Connect, I don't believe that we're going back to Egypt. I I don't believe that we're going backwards because God never goes backwards. I believe that we are marching forward into Canaan. What's coming is better and what we're walking into is greater. Come on, I brought a message of hope for you today. This is a prophetic teaching. There were many good things that happened pre-COVID-19. But I want to say this to you. If we can be honest, there were many things as well pre-COVID-19. There were many things that were broken. 
Now families are coming back together again. Things are shifting. Uh, there, there were many things, many good things pre-COVID-19. But I'm telling you, that was Egypt. That was bondage. You know, sometimes you can get so used to bondage that you think it's a good thing. The children of Israel were crying, Moses, take us back to Egypt. They got so used to being slaves that that's what they wanted. And God was taking them to something that was better. And I'm here to say to you that even though COVID-19 is not a good thing, I don't celebrate it as a pastor. I'm in the trenches. I get those phone calls that, that, that break my heart. It's, it's been sad to see what's happening. But I want to remind you, Connect, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. God is going to use COVID-19 to work for our good in Jesus' name. Come on. What's coming is better. What's coming is greater. God has a cannon for you. Come on. It's time to rejoice in the name of Jesus. This wilderness season will pass. This too shall pass because this is temporary. But today... I want to teach you how to leverage change because the one constant thing that we see in the journey of the children of Israel from Egypt to Canaan is change. Let me say that again. Change is the one constant thing that we see in the journey of the children of Israel from Egypt into Canaan. So we have to learn how to leverage change. We have to learn how to manage change. For those of you who don't know, uh, I come from Malawi, Africa. Malawi is a small nation in the southern part of Africa. And I came to America over 20 years ago. <laughs> I'll never forget. I came in the midst of winter and I was dressed like it was summertime because it's warm in Africa. I'll never forget feeling that coldness like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. This was my coming to America story, my coming to America experience. Now, when I arrived in America, I knew that I'd come into my promised land. I knew that God would do great things in my life in this nation. I had received so many prophetic words that God was going to move mightily in my life, and he has. But I can't tell you how tough it was Though I knew that America was my promised land, it was so tough. The first few years were so tough. I missed my mother. I missed my father. I missed the food that we ate. I missed my friends. There were so many things that I missed. I, I would be so homesick. There, there were times I, I would literally feel the pain physically in my body because I was so homesick. Yet I knew this was my promised land. I called my father one day and I said, Dad, I feel like I just need to come back home. This is too hard. And my father said words that changed my life. He said, Zenzo, if you stay there and endure the change, you're going to do great things, not only for your nation, but for the world. He said, Zenzo, if you endure the change, there's going to be great things on the other side of this change. And Connect, I want to say the same thing to you. God is doing a new thing. God is taking us into Canaan. Yes, we're experiencing change. But God is going to do great things on the other side of that change. Change was the one thing that was constant in the lives of the children of Israel. You see, they left Egypt into the wilderness. That, that, that's change. They had different routines in Egypt. 
The way of living was different in Egypt. And then they changed. And then they had to do different things in the wilderness. They had to get used to different routines, brand new routines in the wilderness. And then they had to change again and get into Canaan and fight new battles. There was constant change in their lives. So please write this down, Connect. People who do great things in life are people who are willing to go through change. People who do great things in life are people who are willing to go through change. Please write this down also. The greatest innovations in the world were created to manage change. The greatest innovations in the world were created to manage change. Cars and airplanes and all these innovations we see around us, most of them were created to manage change. If you want to do great things, you have to be willing to experience change. Let me say it this way. You will not experience canon unless you are willing to go through change. And that's what happened in the life of the children of Israel. They went through change after change after change after change. You will not experience canon unless you're willing to go through change. Change was the constant thing in their lives. And connect, let me say this, it will be a lost opportunity if you go through COVID-19 and end up on the other side unchanged. Let me say that again. It will be a lost opportunity if you go through COVID-19 this season here and end up on the other side unchanged. Come on, God wants to do a new thing. God wants to do a new thing. I want to read for you a powerful scripture. Psalm 107, verse 23 to 31. A lot of reading. I love to read the Bible. Psalm 107, verse 23 to 31. The Bible says, Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business in great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. It says, those who go down to the sea in ships, in great waters. In other words, those who live, who leave what's comfortable. They, they leave what's familiar and, and they step into the unfamiliar. They step into something that's uncomfortable. They, they, they go into the deep waters where, where there's a shaking, where, where there's storms. They, they, they leave what's familiar and they go into the deep waters. The Bible says they experience the works of the Lord. They, they see the wonders of God. They, they experience miracles. The miracles of God are on the other side of embracing change. They, they, they leave what they know and they go on the other side. They, they are willing to go through change. It says those people are the people that see the works of the Lord. And they see the wonders of God. Verse 25. For he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. They go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. And I know right now our souls are melting because of trouble. Their souls melt. You know, if you choose to embrace change, if you choose to go through change. Your soul will melt. You, you will feel the shaking. But, but hang on because God is up to something. Those that are willing to go through change, they see the wonders of God. Verse 27, they reel to and fro 
and stagger like a drunken man and at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet. Watch this, watch this. So he guides them into their desired haven. That's canon. Come on. He guides them into their desired haven. Which people? Those that are willing to leave the familiar and step into their unfamiliar. Those that are willing to, to leave what's comfortable and experience change. The Bible says they experience the work of the Lord. They, they see the wonders of God. You will not do great things unless you are willing to go through change. There is no canon unless you're willing to go through change. Canon is only on the other side of change. So today, quickly, I want to give you four principles about change. Four principles from the Word of God about change. Number one, change is unavoidable. Embrace it. Woo! That's powerful. Change is unavoidable. Embrace it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world. In other words, do not change according to the patterns of the world. You will go through change. Change is unavoidable. It says, but be transformed. Be changed by the renewal of your mind. In other words, you cannot avoid change. You're either changing according to the things of the world or changing according to the things of God. Change itself is unavoidable. It says that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Connect, I want you to know this. Change is the only guaranteed thing in life. The only thing that's guaranteed in life it's change. You see, my life is not even promised tomorrow. But change is going to happen. <laughs> Remember, you used to drink your mother's milk. You don't do that no more. You know why? Because change happened. Yeah. Remember, there was a time when you didn't have facial hair. What happened? Change happened because change is unavoidable. It's inevitable. All you have to do is embrace it. <laughs> uh, I hope I don't get in trouble, PD. But, but ladies, remember, for some of us, there was a time you used to wear size 6. What happened? Change happened. Well, well some people can get upset about it, and, and I know you can work out, but, but, but for some of us, that, that, that time is done. But you can embrace the new you. Come on, somebody. Change is unavoidable. Change it's unavoidable. Remember, there was a time you used to crawl because you were a baby. Well, now you run. Why? What happened? Change happened. Change is unavoidable. You embrace it. You have to embrace change because change is unavoidable. Please stop fighting change. And I know right now we, we've gone through so many changes. At one point they said we can gather as long as it's under 200 people. And then it went to 50, 40, I, I can't even remember. Was it 25? And the next day it was 10. We are going through so many changes. And let me encourage you right now. It's okay to grieve the changes. It's okay to grieve the changes. It's okay to take time and grieve the things that we're losing and, and the things that are changing. It's okay to grieve the change. But remember this, it's unavoidable. All you can do is to embrace it. 
I want you to experience the peace of God. And the way to experience the peace of God is to stop fighting the change and just embrace the change. Just embrace the change. And this was the problem with the children of Israel. You see, Moses was doing something good for them. This is, this is what fascinates me. Moses was taking them from bondage and taking them into the promised land. That's a good thing, but they were fighting change. I have found that sometimes people would rather be ruined than to be changed. Sometimes people would rather be ruined than to be changed. And sometimes people would rather be stagnant than to be changed. Connect, I pray, in the name of Jesus that you're going to embrace change. You're going to be those that go to sleep in the night and have peace because you're embracing change. Come on, because we trust the Lord. We trust the Lord. Change is unavoidable. Embrace it. I want to encourage you today. There's two different kinds of change. There's bad change and there's good change. What Moses was doing for them was a good thing. That was good change. He was taking them from bondage and into the promised land. Let me tell you something. That's exactly what God is doing. Let me declare this prophetically over you right now. Our next stop is Canaan. Our next stop is something good. Something great is coming. Though we go through these changes, and I know the changes are painful. We can grieve the change, but I want you to know something. This is good change because what's coming is better. Somebody shout hallelujah in this place. Come on. Somebody type some clapping emojis. Somebody celebrate the Lord in this place. What's coming is better. Life is a series of changes. If you stop changing, you stop living. Life is a series of changes. If you stop changing, you stop living. And I pray in Jesus' name that you will embrace this change. My wife and I bought a house for the first time last year and we lived in this small little apartment because when we were ready to buy a house, we decided to take that money and invest it into the kingdom of God uh, to start our church. And so because of that, we, we lived in this small little apartment for a long time. The night before we left, my wife was in tears. And, she, she, and I remember thinking, I can't wait to get out of this place, that tiny little place. I can't wait to get out of it. <laughs> But she was in tears. She, she was like, I can't believe we're moving. And, and she was excited about the new house, but she was sad about this place that we had been for a long time and raised our children. And the Lord said to me, just help her grieve the change. And I took a moment, and even though I wasn't, I wasn't going to miss that place, I was ready to get out of that place. I, I, I mean, I packed my stuff. I was ready to go. <laughs> but I took a moment and helped her grieve. It's okay to grieve the change, but remember this, what's coming is better. Embrace the change because God is doing a new thing. Change is unavoidable. Here we go, number two. Change can be an advantage or a disadvantage. Master it. Change can be an advantage or a disadvantage. Master it. You see, change is like fire. Change is like fire. Fire can do great things if you master it, but fire can destroy things if you don't master it. See, fire can do great things, but if you don't master it, it can be destructive. Fire can destroy houses. Fire 
can destroy property. Fire can destroy people. But if you master it, fire can make gold for you. God, gold can be created by fire if you master the fire. So my prayer in this season is that you take advantage of the change. Don't wait until this change runs you over. My prayer is that you take advantage of this change. You leverage this change. Change is like a wave. You know, good surfers know this. They, they ride the wave. They just ride the wave. Change is like a, it's like a wave. You just, you ride it. But if you don't ride it, that, that wave can crush you. It can destroy you. You have to ride the change. The Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 3, And the children of Israel say to them, All that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. They were missing Egypt. When we sat by the pots of meat and we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. You see, they were fighting change. Connect, I want you to write this down. Fighting change can prolong your wilderness experience. Fighting change can prolong your wilderness experience. And that's exactly what they did. They did not master the change. They were fighting the change. This was a journey that was supposed to be only 11 days. And it turned into a 40 years deal. Why? Because they were fighting the change. They prolonged their wilderness experience because they were fighting change. I came to declare over you, don't fight the change. I know it doesn't feel good. Too many changes. Too many things are changing. People who have lost loved ones and and weddings that didn't happen, and graduations that didn't happen. I know it's tough, but, but I pray that God will give you the grace to master the change. You know why? Because God has given us all authority. We can master the change. The children of Israel were fighting the change, and because of that, they prolonged their wilderness experience. You see, Moses... When he was in the wilderness, his father-in-law Jethro came to him and said, The way you're leading the people, you're not doing it well. You need to raise up leaders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. The way you're leading, this is going to kill you. You need to change your style of leadership. Why? Because they had changed from Egypt into the wilderness. And he was still doing, leading the people like he was still in Egypt. He needed to change his leadership style. Because he was now in the wilderness. And I'm so glad that Moses listened to his father-in-law and shifted the way he led. You have to master the change. Don't fight the change. Change is like fire. It can be advantageous or it can be a disadvantage. My prayer is that you don't fight the change, but that God will give you wisdom to master the change. You see, in the recession of 2008... In 2009, there were so many brand new companies that are in the billions of dollars right now, that are making billions of dollars today. You know, Uber was discovered during that season in the last recession. Slack, WhatsApp, so many new companies were birthed then. Why? Because people learned 
how to manage the change. People learned how to leverage the change. And people learned how to master the change. Come on, I declare in Jesus' name, Connect Church, that you've come to your most creative season in the name of Jesus. I declare that there's going to be innovations in this season because you will not fight the change. You will master the change in Jesus' name. There was a company years ago called Blockbuster. I don't know if anybody remembers Blockbuster out there. My wife, Pastor Michelle, and I would, would go to Blockbuster on a Friday night, rubbing shoulders, looking for the perfect movie. You know what I'm talking about. Blockbuster was the thing back in the days. But you see, Blockbuster failed to leverage change. Somebody told the executives at Blockbuster that things are shifting. We need to start showing movies digitally. And they failed to make the change. And because of that, there was a small little company, a struggling small little brand new company called Netflix that came and took over the market. And Blockbuster filed for bankruptcy. They used to have over 9,000 stores. They used to employ over 80,000 people. Now they only have one store that's remaining in Denver, Colorado. They crushed that plane. They crushed that Titanic because they did not leverage change. They were fighting change. I pray in Jesus' name that God is going to give you change. God is going to give you the grace to go through change. God is going to give you the grace to upgrade in Jesus' name. Number three, change represents a new beginning. Initiate it. Change represents a new beginning. Initiate it. See, you can either look at change as an interruption or you can look at it as a new beginning, as an opportunity for a new beginning. The Bible says, Isaiah 43 verse 19, see, I'm doing a new thing. Can you see it? I'm doing a new thing. You have to see it though. God is always doing new things. And you can't experience a new thing unless there's change. And so you can either look at this season right now as an interruption or you can choose to look at this season as an opportunity to a new beginning. Enough to initiate change. You have to get to a point where you initiate change. Connect, I believe that God loves change. I believe that God loves new things. Matter of fact, let me say it this way. I believe that God is obsessed with new things. Pastor Zenzo, why do you say that? I'm so glad you asked. Well, every 60 seconds is a new minute. And every 60 minutes is a new hour. Every 24 hours is a new day. Every seven days is a new week. Every four weeks is a new month. Every 12 months is a new year. God is obsessed with change. There are new babies that are born every day. There are new species. There are new things that are happening every single day. Why? Because God loves change. You know why God loves change? Because change represents new beginnings. So I declare over you, Connect, that you've come to your season of new beginnings in the name of Jesus. God has not brought you into this wilderness to destroy you. God has brought you into this wilderness because he's taking you out of Israel. Egypt and leading you into the promised land into Canaan. Come on. This wilderness is not your final destination. The promised land is your final destination in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a good thing. God loves change. 
And so I believe that in this season, God is using you to initiate new things. Change represents new beginnings. Initiate it. Don't wait until you get fired to start that new business. Don't wait until something unfortunate happens in your life to initiate change. You have to initiate change. Steve Jobs said this. I want to see a day when there's a computer in every American home. Today, I think there's about five computers in every American home. What did Steve Jobs do? He initiated change. He was a trendsetter. He was a groundbreaker. In Connect, I came to declare over you, you are trendsetters. You are groundbreakers. You're going to lead this change. You're going to leverage this change in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Change represents new beginnings. So loving change is, is being like God because God loves change. And I'll tell you why God loves change. Because everything around him has to change. He is the only one who doesn't change. This is the one thing that distinguishes God. Is that everything else around him changes, but he doesn't change. Hallelujah. Change represents new beginnings. Point number four. Change creates enemies. Manage it. Change creates enemies. Manage it. You see, Moses was attacked by his own sister Miriam because of change, because of initiating change. Moses was attacked by his own subordinate. His name was Aaron. Why? Because he initiated change. You see, once you begin to change, you will create some enemies for yourself. Even some people in your own family will not like you anymore. Why? Because change creates enemies. Change anyway. But you have to manage the change. And this is the thing that Joseph did not do well. He didn't manage the change. You see, Joseph should not have run to his brothers, those haters, and tell them everything that God was showing him. So in this season, God is doing some new things, but you're going to have to manage the change because there's some people who are not going to like the change that God is bringing in your life and the change that you are bringing. And so you have to be willing to be misunderstood. You have to be willing to be misunderstood. A few statements I want to make here that are powerful. If everyone likes you, you are not leading because great leaders introduce change and people don't like change. If you want to be fully understood all the time, you will not lead because people don't like change. The DISC personality test has taught us, has revealed that approximately 70% of people resist change. Which means if you're going to lead, you have to be willing to go into the different direction. You have to be willing and know that people will not understand you all the time. If you're obsessed with people liking you all the time, you're not going to be able to lead change. You have to know that people resist change. True leaders are okay with being uncomfortable. Why? Because people will never be comfortable with change. And I believe that God is doing a new thing in this season for you. Come on. What's coming is greater in the name of Jesus. Connect. I just want to recap my points today. Number one, change is unavoidable. Embrace it. Number two, change can be an advantage or a disadvantage. Master it. Number three, change represents new beginnings. Initiate it. And number four, change creates enemies. Manage it.
I pray and hope that you've been blessed by this word here. Let me pray for you, God. I pray in Jesus' name that you will give the members of this church the grace to embrace change, the grace to master change. And I pray in Jesus' name that you're raising up innovators, the most creative people in the name of Jesus, and that they will leverage change. They will lead the way in this season. They'll have peace. They will sleep in the night, God, because they will know that what you're doing is good. They will know that, Father, their lives will not end up in this wilderness, that you're bringing something better, something greater, and that you're leading them into their canon in the name of Jesus. And I won't end this message here today without giving you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If you've never said yes to Jesus before, I want you to pray this prayer with me. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to save you today. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender to you. I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, you're the Lord and Savior of my life. If you prayed that prayer today, there's a link below here. I want you to click that link and just tell us, I prayed the prayer. I gave my life to Jesus today. Do it. God is doing a new thing. Connect. I love you. God bless you. Amen and amen.